must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. But this one's something else, sweetheart. baby. Introducing the kiss that gets you, Angel. Kiss, a new group, a new album on Casablanca Records. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. And welcome to another edition of Your Podcast. This is Gary Schaller. And this is James Hager. We had an idea, and um, you know, it's the 35th anniversary of KISS. It's uh, 35 years since the band started. It's also 35 years since they recorded their first album. And so what we were thinking was that we would put together a show that kind of reconstructs the material on the first album. Um, even though the album came out in 74, it was recorded in 73, and it's such a historical album. James, what do you think of the first album? Well, what, what's your experience on getting that first album? The first album... Um well, really, if you look at it, the, the biggest compliment you can give the first album is that from top to bottom, it is pretty much a greatest hits record. Right. I mean, uh, this is the, one of the only records that we can actually do this with because every single track is represented in a live capacity. That's true. You know, and that says, that says volumes you know, about the quality of this album. For me, um, this album, when I first got it, it was uh, actually one of the later albums I got. Um, and I remember just looking. I still think the cover is actually one of their best. It's really good. It's actually funny that you mention that because it's one of the. It's also a later album that I got too. I had uh, Alive and Destroyer and a whole bunch of their stuff long before I had the first album. So I knew a bunch of the material. And so hearing those. Um, you know those particular recordings, those versions was a blast, and also it was my introduction to um, "Let Me Know" and "Love Theme," which weren't available on other uh, records at that time. Also, "A Kissing Time" too, you uh, couldn't find anywhere else. That's right. Know? That's right. Yeah. And so, for, so for this show, we're going to do something a, li a little different for "Kissing Time," but we're going to do something a little different in general here. So, so I don't know, James. Why don't you tell them what the idea is? Okay. The idea that we have is we're going to take. All of the tracks from the first Kiss album, including Kiss in Time, and we're going to represent them in some way, shape, or form in the show. Um, the general idea for most of the tracks, as Gary said, we're going to do something a little different for Kiss in Time. But for all the other tracks, we're playing live versions from the entire history of the band, starting in 1974 and ending in 2008. And each member of Kiss, from Gene Simmons through Mark St. John and Vinnie Vincent, all the way to Tommy Thayer, are going to be represented in these recordings. Absolutely, we we, we want to celebrate not only 35 years of Kiss, but um, but you know all the members, all the lineups, all the eras, and all the different sounds that they had throughout throughout the 35 years. Um, and you know, as we go through the album, we'll talk a little bit about the different tracks, and we'll tell you um, you know where these recordings come from. Um, so to start it off, we have a 1974 performance of Strutter. This is from Detroit. It's a, it's a, I think it's an FM broadcast from their very first appearance, maybe their second appearance, but I think it's their first appearance in Detroit. And so this is the original lineup playing Strutter. Hey, Detroit! We got a lot of rock and roll for you because I think people in Detroit love rock and roll. That's what they told us. This song's about New York women.
So that was a 1974 performance of Strutter. And, uh, you know, to commemorate this album, we're going to take a little trip down to Abner's Laboratory. Oh, Abner Devereaux, sure. Well, this Abner Devereaux, where can I find him? His workshop's located underneath the Sky Tower. You mean underground? Yeah, way underground. I'll just activate the elevator mechanism. You step inside. Welcome to Abner's Laboratory. Strutter has been an integral part of the KISS set list since it was recorded in 1973. However, that was not where it began its journey. Because originally, the chord progression in Strutter was taken from a demo done by Gene Simmons prior to his days in KISS. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Stanley the Parrot. Just 
The next track on the album is one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs, and we decided to do something that, um, you know, hopefully will please a lot of fans. Last, uh, I guess it was about two shows ago, we played a version of Nothing to Lose with Eric Singer on vocals, and it wasn't a very good recording, and it didn't have Paul Stanley in it, and it was from that trio show where Paul was sick and, and the other three guys played, but we have a nice soundboard recording from 2008, um, which really heavily features Eric's excellent singing voice, and hopefully you'll enjoy this as much as we do. This is Nothing to Lose. That was nothing to lose from this last tour of Europe, the Kiss Alive 35 Tour 2008. Firehouse is known for being a huge part of the Kiss set and also the song that prominently features Gene Simmons' Breathing Fire. Firehouse is is absolutely one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs. I, I guess it goes without saying that it's such a, an important part of the Kiss, um, you know, the Kiss sound and the Kiss body of work. But um, I think one of the things that's most interesting about Firehouse is the guitar solo, that sort of chicken picking thing that Ace does. Um, and Vinnie Vincent had a slightly different take on it when he 
um, played it with the band. So we're going to play a version of Firehouse that was taken from 1984 on the Lick It Up tour. And um, I, I really like what Vinny does here. He manages to put his own spin on the solo while still keeping some of the important acisms in there. So this is uh, Gene, Paul, Eric Carr, and Vinny Vincent playing Firehouse. Watch out, baby! Again, that was Firehouse 1984. And now, in keeping with our idea of having each and every one of the KISS members represented, we're going to play something for you that's a little on the difficult-to-listen-to side. Uh, the quality's not the greatest, but in terms of rarity, this really shines. This uh, track features the late, great Mark St. John on uh, lead guitar, and of course the late, great Eric Carr on drums, Cold Jim.
That was Cold Gin with Mark St. John on lead guitar. Kind of a, not a great recording, but, you know, hopefully a better one will surface at some point. Cool to have him on here regardless. Oh, yeah, you got to have Mark St. John. It's a, we're celebrating Kiss. He's a part of Kiss, so we're happy to have that. And this is, um, so the next track is actually, one, I think, one of my favorites on the album. It's just such a catchy tune. It, it, it works so well. Um, you know, every, everything about it seems to be just pretty flawless and this live recording kind of showcases uh, Kiss doing something they don't usually do which is sort of jamming out a little bit kind of um, stretching the song stretching the arrangement um, this is an alive outtake so this is from some of the recordings that were done to compile the first alive album this is not the same as the one that you hear on you wanted the best you got the best this is from Cleveland 1975 this is the original lineup doing let me know oh whoa whoa Nothing begins and ends with us. The Beatles, Chuck Berry, Little Richard. Only just another chapter in this ever-growing book. Get hip. I mean, be a real music fan. Kiss had already released their first album and were on the road in support of it when the folks at Casablanca decided they needed something more to give the band more exposure and more publicity. In response, KISS were encouraged to enter the studio once more with Kerner and Wise, the production team who'd handled their first album, and record a reworked version of the song KISS in Time. The song had originally been written by Bernie Lowe and Cal Mann in 1959 and was popularized by teen pop star Bobby Rydell. 
When Kiss were asked to record this song, it caused some friction between two camps, one consisting of the band and their producers, and the other consisting of the record company. Ultimately, it was Neil Bogart who had the final say, and so Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter gave the Kiss album its 10th track. Be sure to check out the Kiss album focus books by Julian Gill, where you'll learn tons of cool facts about the recording of this song, as well as the stories behind the other Kiss records. So let's take a listen to the original version of Kiss in Time, sung by Bobby Rydell and recorded in 1959. reconstructing the first Kiss album. Side one is done. This is side two. But before we resume, we want to take a little sidestep and introduce a segment that is new to the podcast. It's hosted by our good friend Ken, and it looks at some of the covers of Kiss tunes that have been done by bands throughout the years. All right, boys and girls, grab your Kiss lunchbox. We're headed to Ken's Kiss cover class. Before we kick this off, I have a question to ask you. Uh, Gary and Ferk, what do you guys look for in a good Kiss cover tune? Uh, some people look for a faithful rendition. Some people look for something off the wall or something slightly different. I personally like it when an artist brings their own individual take to something. Uh, there's something to be said for a faithful rendition because it's what we all love, but on the other hand, we already have that by Kiss, so unless you're going to do something that's going to out-kiss Kiss, and good luck at that, uh, you better bring something that puts your own unique stamp on it. What are your thoughts? To me, a Kiss cover is best done when a band takes the original idea of the song and kind of twists it to fit the style and the uh, context that the album calls for, or that their band... Uh, usually employs. A great example of this for me is the Motorhead cover of Shout It Out Loud, which uh, you have all of the original type music of the Kiss version, but at the same time you have, you know, Lemmy's screeching vocals, the uh, Shout It, Shout It Out Loud. So uh, they took the original idea but kept the, the intent the same while keeping the integrity there by not selling out their own original intentions. I think as bad as making a carbon copy of a song is taking the song and just completely destroying it and taking away all the original feeling and intent of the song. Um, so uh, that is how I prefer my KISS covers. 
Yeah, James, I completely agree. I, I couldn't have said it better. I think a band that does their own unique thing uh, by doing a Kiss cover and putting their own spin on it, uh, they're doing something great for the song, they're doing something great for the listener, and, and also for themselves. Thanks, guys. And of course, I'd like to tell everyone if they're interested in uh, perhaps suggesting a song for the Kiss cover section of the podcast, uh, they could email us uh, via the homepage and uh, let us know if they have any suggestions. Tonight we look at another band that got waylaid by grunge, Skid Row. Anyone that was into the metal hard rock scene back in the day knows who Skid Row is. If not, you're probably much more familiar with their former lead singer, Sebastian Bach, because he was on a VH1 reality show every half an hour. He, like Gene Simmons, never met a reality show that he didn't like. From their countless interviews to covering their tunes, the Skid Rows have never hid their love of all things Kiss. And you may have even caught Sebastian Bach's appearances on MTV's Cribs, where he showed off a ton of very cool and often rare Kiss memorabilia. And at the time of its taping, he even owned a signed Ace Frehley car that he bought off the drummer of Extreme. Skid Row had two smash CDs, the self-titled Skid Row and the follow-up Slave to the Grind. For their third outing, the guys recorded an EP of cover tunes called Besides Ourselves. Besides Herself was just intended to be a fun little EP, but it turned out to be the Skid Row's last recording for three years. This self-produced gem features cover tunes by Rush, Hendrix, The Ramones, and Judas Priest. So sit back, crank it up, here's Skid Row with Come On and Love Me from 1992.
So here's a song that really needs no introduction. It speaks for itself. No matter what lineup does it, it rocks. This is Deuce Live 1988 in Germany. This is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to James and Gary on the best kiss show on the web, so turn it up. All right, that was Deuce from the Monsters of Rock tour in uh, West Germany in 1988. Okay, the, the next song holds a special, special place. This is our theme song, the love theme from Kiss, Washington, D.C., 1974. <laughs> Thank you. 
all-time favorite recordings of Kiss Live is the one that was done in Paris in 1976. Um, they just seemed like they were completely unhinged, uh, just rocked out uh, unrelentingly. And this is 100,000 Years in Paris, 1976.
That was by far one of my very favorite versions of 100,000 Years, Paris, 1976. Paul just goes wild, and the whole band seems like they're having a great time. To close up the show, actually, uh, Ferk, you had an awesome idea, so why don't you tell, tell them why this is a cool track for two reasons. This, uh, this was something kind of cool that happened on the second leg of the reunion tour, uh, which was dubbed the, the Lost Cities Tour. It was uh, down in Columbus, Georgia, um, and Peter Chris was having some carpal carpal problems with his arms and uh, wasn't able to play, so they uh, suited up his, his drum tech, Eddie Cannon, and uh, stuck him up there in Peter's makeup and uh, and played the show. And uh, I, I think personally that Ed did a great job in a hard situation um, playing these songs. It's kind of ironic, I remember reading that Columbus, Georgia is actually one of the first markets that broke out when uh, Beth came out. Really? As a single... Yeah, I remember. Uh, can't remember exactly where I read it. It might have been on uh, on Kiss FAQ, which was where I read most of my Kiss facts. And um, Columbus, Georgia, was one of the first places where Beth broke out. And then, lo and behold, they have a chance to see uh, Kiss live for the first time in 20 years. And Peter Chris can't make it. They made lemonade out of lemons, I guess. They did the best they could with a tough situation. But, um, you know, it's a cool recording because you got Ed Cannon on drums and you've also got Paul Stanley on vocals. Um, which you don't usually hear for this song. So here's the, the track that closes the album, and it's going to close our show tonight, too. This is a soundboard recording of Kiss, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, and Ed Cannon on drums doing Black Diamond. Out on the street for a living Pictures on every
That's our show. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to check out the other episodes on our website. If you have anything to say, any questions, comments, uh, suggestions for the show, make sure to drop us a line at podkiss at gmail.com. A big thanks to our friends at mykisslife.net. Also, we would like to thank uh, Julian and all the folks over at kissfaq.com for all their information and input on the show. A huge shout out to our buddy Ken for all that he does, the artwork, the interviews, and all the contributions. Ken, it wouldn't be a podcast without you. And be sure to check out Ken's site, which is called kissfansite.com. And for all your official news and updates, please make sure to check out kissonline.com. From there, you can also find links to uh, all these solo band member websites. Uh, Most of them have pretty extensive websites, so make sure to check them out. Uh, If you have a podcast or if you have a website related to KISS, please send us a letter and let us know. We'll be happy to uh, post a link on our website. And as always, a big thanks goes out to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Fair, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS. And we are your army. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, folks.